Well, the carja, Shaw, Jerry Adams, Arishon, Ogris Maris Grata, Sulagomsa, Gowell Shivsha, Gomoy. This uh, month, in fact, next Wednesday, the 22nd, will mark the 10th anniversary of the death of Father Alex Reed. And it is a matter of wonderment that a decade has passed since he left us. Students of the Irish peace process will know that Alec was a central figure in our search for peace. He and Father Des Wilson were key to the beginning of that process. I won't deal in this podcast with all the twists and turns of those times or the stubborn refusal for decades of the establishments, British and Irish, to embrace dialogue. Father Alex and Father Des helped to change that and much more. Alex was an innovator and in many ways a free spirit. He was a priest, so he believed in God, but his God was not a distant supreme force. His God was in everyone, and Alex believed that everyone deserved to be treated properly. In his view, the work of God, and therefore the work of the priest, was to be among people upholding their rights. Father Alex worked with the traveller community in Belfast, way back in the day, was a great example of this. He was a friend of people like the traveller families who were victimised. He also believed that ordinary, and I use that term respectfully, that ordinary people have a great wealth of goodness, wisdom and experience, especially women. He developed this thinking over the years and formed the view that the church's attitude to women was wrong. He believed that the Holy Spirit works in us all. Do your best, he used to say, and then don't blame yourself. It will work out if you give it 100%. So for then, to the Holy Spirit. Having said that, he was like a terrier, never giving up. He found ways to engage with people in powerful positions from Tishig, ambassadors, senior government and political leaders. His work with John Hume was central to all that followed. He was also personally brave. His presence on the streets in very dangerous times, especially during the Battle of the Funerals in the mid and late 1980s, is proof of that. Photos of tough interactions between family, neighbours and comrades and friends of the Republican dead and the RUC and the British Army when the church hierarchy sided with the oppressors, often feature Father Alex in the midst of the throng trying to calm things. His main peacemaking principles are based on the dignity of the human being and the right of everyone to be treated properly and with respect, to be treated equally. Do unto others as you would have them do unto yourself. And the primacy of dialogue Father Alex was a good listener and he was always willing to reach out for advice from whoever he thought might be of help. He also understood his role, especially the role of a go-between. Many others have made a mess of this by exaggerating their own role or the positions of those they engage with. Their intentions were usually good intentions, but there are lots of do-gooders who made waters worse and wasted people's time. 
Father Alec kept everything tight and straight in his role as a go-between, but his work was not confined to this. He had a good sense of humour. He liked people. He enjoyed company, particularly the relationships he built with working-class people, including working-class loyalists and Republicans. He loved Gaelic games, especially hurling. He liked being out and about. He and I used to walk together when his health allowed him. His roots were in Tipperary. He played minor hurling there, but he supported Dublin as well in the football. The Rice brothers in our old common lower class scale were often called upon to get him Croke Park tickets. He used to come to our house on Christmas Eve to enjoy the crack and the banter with our other festive friends. Unlike them, he was teetotal. He and Clett were very good friends. He was very respectful about his fellow priests, although he skirted around them if they were slow or reluctant or disapproving of his work. Father X is too holy, he remarked to me one day, by way of explanation of the perceived shortcomings of a brother priest. He could also be very impatient at the great and the good, and angry at their double standards. He was very influenced by Father Des Wilson. Alex probably would have not survived as a diocesan priest. The Redemptorists give him space and protection to do his work. He tried to institutionalise this within the order, particularly in Clonard. So he was aware of the need to structure his work and for the church leadership to face up to its responsibilities to fulfil its mission by dealing with issues of justice, equality and rights. He became very aware of the shortcomings of the church and its controlling nature and its leadership subservient relationship with and as part of the establishment. Father Alex was proud to be a priest. The scandals of the child abuse controversies and the awful injustices wounded him greatly. He told me he missed not being able to be in the company of children or to give a child a hug because of how that might be misconstrued. But he always wore his clerical collar publicly and defiance during those difficult times for good priests. In our troubled world today, Alex reads, peace-making principles remain relevant. For sure, we would not have developed our peace process when we did without Father Alex Reed. Gunyani Gia Trokra R. Last weekend was the Sinn Féin Ardèche. And over the years, some Ardèche have had their special magical moment that remains in the memory years, even decades later. Last weekend's Ardèche and Athlone produced two such moments. The first came just before one o'clock on Saturday. Matt Carthy, TD, and the party's spokesperson on foreign affairs introduced the Palestinian ambassador, Dr. Jalan. At the end of his remarks in which he excoriated Israel and the Israeli state for its countless breaches of international law, brutal acts of oppression, annexation, apartheid, and ethnic cleansing, Matt loudly chanted, in our thousands, in our millions, we are all Palestinians. As he repeated this the second time, it was taken up by the hall. By the third time, everyone was applauding and shouting, in our thousands and in our millions, we are all Palestinians. 
For an amazing minute, the Ardesh was the heart and soul of Ireland, reaching out into Gaza and the West Bank as we welcomed the ambassador. Later, Mary Lou gave one of the best presidential speeches. With four major elections likely this year, she proclaimed, we want to build a new Ireland, a nation home for all, a unified nation of confidence and compassion, talent and ingenuity, claiming our future, our rightful place among the nations of the world. The orange and green reconciled, no place for racism, Islamophobia, phobia, anti-Semitism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia or sectarianism. Where there is no them in the New Ireland, no them, only us, all of us who call Ireland home. Mary Lou also spoke about the Israeli state's genocide of Palestinians. The Palestinian people have a right to their homeland, she said. The Irish government should take the lead and refer Israel to the International Criminal Court and send the Israeli ambassador home. Israel must stop its slaughter in Gaza. Hamas must release all hostages. Ceasefires must be called. In a speech that was riveting, confident and empowering, Mary Lou spoke of the need for change and of transforming Ireland to resolve the housing crisis, resourcing health, tackling the climate crisis and much more. She called on the Irish government to establish a citizens' assembly on unity. And at a time when some British and Unionist politicians and some Irish politicians are trying to rewrite the terms of the unity referendum and the Good Friday Agreement, Mary Lou said, the day is coming when everyone on this island will have their say in referendums, each vote counting equally, no vetoes, no shifting of the goalpost. Irish unity is the very best opportunity for the future. In the words of Rita O'Hare, we must keep going. A united Ireland lies ahead. Another magical moment. I'm sure Rita would have been well pleased. So Shane Harja, the Kunab Jay, Lori Majorish, and Shakhtan Shahogin, Torigia Ayra, Togabogay, Slan August Bonacti.